Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, I mean, they're all of the. Greetings and salutations, Hempsters. This is your Hemptrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp. Thank you so much for tuning in today. today's show. It's a glorious day in, in California, and uh, the sun is shining, I think. Anyway, I haven't been outside, but it sure is shining in my heart. I'm really inspired and amped up for today's show. We've got some really amazing guests on that are visionaries. They've, they've got a dream, and a dream that I've actually had for many years. Um, before I introduce our very special guest, I just want to thank you for tuning in to Hempaware Radio. Your time is valuable. Your interest is very important to me, and where you put your focus, where you put your thoughts, your energy, your time, your actions, your effort, that's what's going to expand. Money is not the only thing, but time, thoughts, energy, it's all important. So I appreciate your focus, your time, and uh, it's been about 15 years since I first worked with Hempcrete in a little cobblestone home in France. And ever since then, I've been envisioning hemp homes popping up all over the globe. And today I'm enthused to share with you a small group of individuals out of Homer, Alaska, that are doing some amazing things. And today's show is entitled, How to Build Your Tiny Hemp Home for Less. So not only are they you know, doing some amazing things to, to design their own hemp home, but they're going to start doing it for others. And so without further ado, I'd love to invite on uh, the Tiny Homer team, uh, Jack and Dee and Mike. Tell me, you guys reorganized, you're your relaunching uh, the Tiny Home, Tiny Hemp Home Project. What's the, what's the new name of the project now in, in your company? It's, um, it's, it's two entities. The design entity is Earth-Built Designs, and then there's the uh, distribution entity is Nuna Works. It's, it's the native Yupik language for Earth, Nuna. Um, awesome. I mean, it's a new- yeah, yeah, <laughs> not as in total bad, dude, but as in awesome. Um, I mean, <laughs> let me just go ahead and uh, uh, kick it off that um, uh, Dee and I, we, um, our background is in uh, social justice and visual arts. Um, and uh, we, we just had time after doing an enormous art installation on Alcatraz um, to come up to Alaska, where I'm originally from. These never came. And where I'm from, it's 45 below zero in the winter. So anytime you bring wow. somebody uh, romantic in the dead of winter, the life expectancy is two months. So I figured we'll shoot for Homer <laughs> because it's known as the Annabelle of Alaska. But it, we, we crossed paths with Michael. I, I, I let Dee know there's, there's a lot of sage, sages up here that, that are hiding, that are nestled in the woods, and, and we'll, we'll cross paths with them as they arrive. And um, uh, mm-hmm. we, we are, our stars collided. Uh, Michael... Uh, uh, Cameron, um, and he 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 told us his philosophy of of not going into debt uh, thirty years into mortgage, but but building a place where you can pay it off in three to six years or 
what have you. But mm-hmm. also, but 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 his 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 understanding of uh, natural building materials, such as the the toxic blue board insulation or the pink stuff. Um, at the time, um, uh, uh, he was working on um, um, at the time a, a cotton batting insulation. So as an advocate of organic foods and and using herbs for natural healing, um, I could clearly understand about natural building materials, and it's in line with DNI's core values. And so it was an opportunity to build sustainably um, in harmony with people and planet. Um, So we just felt inspired to um, invest in this project, but it involved into um, a business. It just and mm-hmm. then and then crossing paths with the the concept of hemp because of the North Carolina home in the USA Today paper. Mm-hmm. We introduced hemp into uh, that equation of natural building, and it just skyrocketed from there. Uh, we went through an iner- enormous learning cur- curve from fall um, to today. And we um, we have with a strong with the help of people like bulkhempwarehouse.com and um, <laughs> getting the direction and and gaining a basic strong understanding of of industrial hemp and the economic and the uh, economical potential it has for Alaska and so mm-hmm. uh, it is one of those things that that is. Uh, where it, where something is presented in front of you that comes from above and that it's a social responsibility to bring the awareness here to Alaska. Just like how our so, our third eye was open. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Tyler. So, so yeah, um, you, it sounded like you're about to get into your vision and I, I'd love for our listeners to, to learn more about, you know, what it, what it was that got you to choose hemp. I mean, you saw the hemp house in Asheville. You you realized the ecological potential of hemp, but you know, there's other materials out there. There's, there's bamboo, there's, um, you know, other types of sustainable lumber. What was it about hemp that, that really got you guys to, to want to be hempsters and, and integrate hemp into the building? I'll let Michael chime in on that one. (laughs) Okay, well, um, yeah, I've been a builder for, I don't know, a long time, over 40 years. But I was stationed in uh, Korea in uh, 1970, and um, hemp grew wild around the area where I was at. And uh, the houses were built out of earth and straw and hemp and things like the walls and everything. You know, they're they're like adobe houses, basically, and um, anyway, so I, I've always had an interest in building, and so I went from there. So um, I've been in Alaska 35 years, So up, and I've seen all the different building processes. And, and they're just, you know, I, I, I don't mean to sound derisive, or, but they're garbage. A lot of them are garbage, and they, they make people sick, and uh, they create mold, moldy environments, stuff like that. So, you know, with uh, – some knowledge that I picked up in early 70s in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, with adobe and hemp and different materials, I thought I would bring that to Alaska, but, you know, we're a little slower on the uptake. And then, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I met uh, Jack and Dee, 
and and uh, and then from their enthusiasm, basically we just set out on a course to to start uh, helping get hemp grown here and man- manufactured here, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of where mm-hmm. where it's gone, it's, you know. And then the tiny uh, house uh, part is just having so many friends that are still indebted to college and stuff, you know, my younger friends. And, it, you know, the, it's all of the things that we all know about the tiny home movement, you know. So it's coupled together in all those yeah. different aspects. Awesome. So it's it's the the eco-friendliness, the sanitary nature, the health benefits of working with the hemp, um, the ease, obviously, it's, it's about three three or four different ingredients, right, to make hempcrete, so it's it's not too uh, labor-intensive. I mean, it, it could be pretty fun as well. I mean, isn't it true that uh, it's pretty easy to work with as compared to maybe, say, concrete or building a completely lumber or brick house? Oh yeah, I mean, I just spent uh, two months, almost three months, and I and I uh, created a product I call Hemp Bond, and basically I'm utilizing mm-hmm. materials found in Alaska, you know, organic materials in or some inorganic, um, and and basically using uh, a lime that is that's here in Alaska and some other uh, different, uh, you know, normal everyday things on the ground, so to speak, literally. And I mixed them together, and I, I've made uh, uh, alternative to uh, Portland cement that's just as strong, and uh, and it and then it reacts with the uh, hemp in a in a unique way, and it and it it uh, hardens faster. It it actually turns in, you know, as as you know, the the hemp uh, crete returns like to a fossilized state once it's uh, bound with the lime and everything. So mm-hmm. uh, and extract CO2. So this kind of seems to speed up that process. And boy, that, I mean, it's pretty amazing material. I made a thing like a little, the size of a softball, but you can, you know, you can hit that thing and it, it, it doesn't affect it. And I made block, you know, all the different things and, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's going to turn into one heck of a product, you know? Wow. I'm so excited. Like I said before, I've been envisioning hemp homes, for almost 15 years now. And not only do I want a hemp home for myself, but I want every one of our listeners and literally as many people on the planet to be living in these earth-friendly, sustainable, healthy homes where they're not surrounded by formaldehyde and lead and glues and toxic chemicals. So I want to hear more about your guys' vision. Tell me, how do you see the company evolving when are the homes going to be available? How can people start getting in line to sign up for a tiny hemp home? Are you guys only going to be doing in this Alaska? Are you going to be expanding across the country? Um, what, what's the vision? Tell us a little bit more. Washington House. Uh, the Washington House? Yeah. Let's do the, uh, sure. Because um, that's going to be Sure, sure, sure. Um, first things first is, is to build the model. Build a working model. Um, it's that it's that whole concept. Build it, and they will come. <laughs> and and I mean, gold is not our motivation. It's it's hemp. It's bringing hemp as the solution to people's consciousness. So um, we we foreseen that it's going to be wildly popular. That people are going to be once they see a working model. 
and they like like you 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 mentioned once upon a time, Tyler, you were in a hemp home, and they just feel great to be in. They smell good mm-hmm. to be in. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and then we're just gonna we're just gonna take it take it from there. I think that we just want to keep it small, keep it tiny. Um, mm-hmm. There are projects um, lined up in uh, Whidbey Island. Um, uh, <clears throat> um, that's uh, <clears throat> Michael. Michael will probably be better at answering uh, what, what's going on with uh, the potential on Whidbey Island than I can. Great. Let's hear about um, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, to for your question. Um, you know, it's it's a matter of uh, working out the designs and and whatnot with people and 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 getting all this stuff understood uh, because it is it a lot of these things aren't off the shelf. So you know, and you've got to find the the hemp and everything and and bring it to the spot, all of that, and then work around your different uh, criteria. You know, your building codes and all that stuff. So uh, like in Woodby, it's a tiny home and. Uh, basically, it's it, the walls and everything will be hempcrete, but it'd be on a rammed earth foundation, and then it's going to be timber frame, uh, you know, uh, inner structure with a, a, a roof that uh, is going to be half uh, earth roof, and then uh, the other half will be water catchment. Uh, it's kind of like the one I designed for Jack and Dee, except theirs is going to be uh, the main structure is uh, rammed earth, and then the upper floors are all hempcrete. All the walls, all the interiors, the buttresses, you know, all that stuff's going to be out of hempcrete. So, uh, you know, it, so it's just a one-on-one thing with each person that you, uh, you know. You know, and I, I'd like to uh, chime in. In addition to uh, um, harnessing intelligent energy such as solar and uh, turbines, there's actually um, a vertical axis turbines out there that, that uh, do not impact birds while in migration and rain harvesting uh, catchment systems. But my my ultimate goal is to there's a there's a problem in in rural Alaska. Something like 200 rural villages. Uh, the cost of heating the home is seven to ten dollars an hour, diesel. And um, and I think most of us understand that the hempcrete. With the high geomass insulation, it's it's something it's something in energy cost alone uh, reduces energy cost by fifty to seventy percent alone. Sustainability wow. really does stick. And so, um, so I'm really passionate about going to the farthest ends of Alaska to raise to raise this kind of hemp awareness. Um, and then one of one of the events that I'll go. Uh, to get my feet wet is the Alaska Rural Energy Conference in my hometown in Fairbanks. For five days, we'll set up a table. Something like 85 rural native villages will come to represent there. That's fabulous. <clears throat> so your your vision ultimately is to keep it keep it tight, keep it tiny, work on a one by one basis, just be planting seeds in, in people's minds but working with them on a more intimate level. You guys aren't trying to make, um, you know, out-of-the-box type homes where you just put it all together. You want to meet the people that you're working with. You want to get to know them, get to know their vision, 
and integrate as many sustainable materials as possible with solar and wind energy and, and really live in harmony with the earth as, as ideally as possible, it sounds like. And that's kind of the vision for your, your company and your, and your, your project. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one more important thing that we hope will happen here is because um, the cultivation of industrial hemp is um, just in the, in the legal system right now awaiting final decision. Um, we hope that this will, you know, really inspire people to hear, to and to understand that this is an amazing opportunity for a new industry for Alaska, which um, a lot of people here can really, really use, not to mention be able to build your own house from it. So um, we're hoping exactly. to make some kind of little impact in that regard, too, and Jack just... Um, was able to testify in um, in front of the what was it the finance committee house, yeah. house finance committee as this bill is getting pushed through so that's wonderful. Our... Well, it is all hempening little by little. It's people like you guys <laughs> that that have the vision and are willing to do the work and talk to these representatives. <clears throat> that's what it's all about. So on um, the next topic or question, so let, let's talk a little bit more about the, the physical benefits that you guys have come to find. You know, I'm sure Mike would have something to say about this in particular, but it sounds like one of the things is that it, it petrifies. It, it hardens very quickly, so it, it's easy to mold and put into form and then let it sit. Um what what are some of the other you know physical characteristics or benefits that living in Alaska where it gets 45 degrees below zero that will you know that that hemp can do for Alaskans <clears throat> in a home? Uh, yeah, there was a in the early 60s a state agronomist um, that did experimental research crops. Um, industrial hemp was one of them. It just wanted to. They just wanted to see if it could be done in uh, these in, in these climates and and for the long light lights during the summer, and the crop was successful and the project was then uh, buried. Wow. One of one of the things about hemp, you know, as I said, I I've lived here like 35 years and uh, going out to the villages and stuff, you know, when I go fishing or whatever and. and uh, Everything has to be flown in, or uh, or if you're lucky enough to live near the water, to be brought in by a barge. But most things mm-hmm. in the interior, which is vast, as you know, in Alaska is you know uh, almost as large as the United States. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of villages have everything has to be flown in, and uh, hemp herd uh, is really light as well as the binder, and so um, you know that creates a, a an amazing opportunity for people to build sustainable housing uh, in the interior. You don't have to fly in all of the, all just a array of insanity that, that they do, you know, uh, from uh, the treated lumber to the, the poison, you know, uh, insulation and everything. And, and, and it's just amazing. I, I, you know, so it's a, it's an opportunity for Alaskans to really uh, wake up and, and uh, produce 
stuff that will be generational, you know, and it will last for many generations. You know, they can pass it on to their children's children, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so you, I, you as, as a team – sorry, go ahead. No, I um, – you know, um, like uh, something like uh, the, the hemp food industry uh, is $280 million a year in the in the U.S. And, I mean, uh, when I was in the South 48 and, and some um, eateries, um, people enjoying uh, Kenai Alaskan-caught salmon. But imagine um, being poured over Alaskan hemp oil, high in omega-3, mm-hmm. that those can mm-hmm. be grown in Alaska. Infrastructure can be created here, turning a lot of these rural uh, villages from – Third generation welfare uh, communities into a wealth generating engine. So why Alaska? Mm-hmm. Well, because when people hear it, they think pristine. They think mm-hmm. tough. They think why? Mm-hmm. They think cold. <laughs> <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> right. So you haven't had a winter yet. Back, you haven't? No, no. Here in Homer, it's known as the banana belt. It's been in the 30s, in the 40s. You could uh, sport some hemp shorts and get a suntan. It, there, it's only snowed oh two God. or three times here in Homer. Oh, my. Wow. But it, it so sits what, on the beautiful... <laughs> no, no. Finish your Finish your thought, Jack. Home, um, Homer, it's it's a quaint town, 6,500 in town and 12,000 on the outskirts in the populace. And it sits on, um, it's known as the fishing, uh, the halibut fishing capital of the world. It sits on the beautiful Kachemak Bay um, with the mountain range and the glaciers in the background. Um, something like uh, uh, the, the first week of May, uh, something like 20 thousand different species of birds come flying in from all over the world just to hang out in beautiful Homer for a few days. It's a, it's a, it's like a worldwide music festival for the birds. You see them rocking out by themselves or come by with their bands. (laughs) Wow. We'll have to make some hemp birdhouses for them. There you go. So, are you got let's say somebody contacts you and and by the way I know you guys are still getting things together uh and you know this show will be we're broadcasting live now but it'll be archived for our listeners to review in in the future um what what would be the best way for them to contact you if you know somebody wants to get in line and start building a tiny home uh, a tiny hemp home, or you know, at least get get in the process of, of having a conversation with you. How how could they connect with you? Okay, so so um, the the website that's under construction, um, uh, it's Alaska Rammed Earth Builders dot com. That's Alaska mm-hmm. Rammed Earth Builders dot com, and also by email. Uh, that's uh, Jack. Lee Bennett Jr. at gmail.com. That's uh, J-A-C-K-L-E-E-B-E-N-N-E-T-T-J-R at gmail.com. 
we're, we're happy to help. I love it. So if somebody came to you and they said, Jack and Dee and Mike, I love the concept, but I have a family of 12 and I don't think a tiny home is going to work for us. Would you guys be in a position to build us uh, a mini mansion or, or, you know, just a, a three, four, five bedroom home? Are you going to be set up for something of that nature? Our, our, ours go ours ahead, is 1,300, 1,400 square feet. So it's um, not not underneath the category of a tiny home, but, but small home because uh, it's the small footprint is what the goal is. And mm-hmm. um, absolutely no job big or small or in between is impossible to us. Um, oh, yeah. I no, love that. I mean, it's... To justify their house, they came to me with a, a, a concept of a house and a studio, and uh, and the whole and both of them became incorporated into one unit. That's why. Otherwise, it would be two separate small house, small buildings. Okay. So mm-hmm. just to clarify that, it, we just put everything under one roof, right? Mhm. I love it. So we just so, have so much- a little bit less than five minutes left on today's show. What are some of the challenges? You guys are, are now, you know, and have been small business owners. What are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome or that you foresee that you will have to overcome in working in the hemp industry and, and the building industry and, and those two combined? Well, I think, uh, here in Alaska, our first biggest challenge is getting the hemp because it's not we're not able to grow it here yet. So mm-hmm. that and and then getting everything to Alaska is really expensive. Mm-hmm. So those are two big hurdles that we've you know been thinking about since the beginning. And uh, one of one of right. the positives though. Go ahead. Oh, I just was going to reiterate. So availability of hemp and then also the transportation of materials. Right, right. But, you know, we are uh, in the upper part of the Pacific Rim, and we also have two airlines that that go daily three times a day to Europe, So, uh, which is a shorter distance. It's five hours versus, you know, going all the way from here to Seattle, then to New York. It's over the pole. So we can get materials and stuff from Europe also, uh, if, if need be, you know, like elect, like electronic stuff, uh, solar panels, stuff like that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. from either way. So so we do have some advantages, but in general, the freight is what really, uh, you know, really sits. Right. It seems like the biggest hurdle. And you had mentioned, Mike, uh, you know, with regard to building code and uh, is that is that a major challenge in in Alaska, or is that something that's a little easier? I know California is very strict. Yeah, it depends on where you are. If you're in Anchorage, it's a it's a problem. But uh, generally, uh, if you're not in one of the major cities, Juneau, Fairbanks, that kind of, you're pretty safe. You know, it's just uh, integrity is really important. You know, to to build, you know, like you do have codes and and utilize that. But yeah, no, there's no building inspectors or anything like that. Awesome. Well, we just have two minutes left on the show. If I'd love to hear from each one of you, if you have an inspiring thought or something insightful to share with our listeners, 
um, something that they could do to, to contribute to this movement, what would that be? Well, just um, the, the reason to do something is because you believe in it passionately, not just for yourself, but for the planet and all people. And um, as long as you have that energy from the core, then I feel like you will be successful. I love it. Thank like you that. for that, D. You know, um, hemp's been a pretty big deal in Europe the last 20 years and Canada since the early 90s. So now here in the States, we're, we're catching up. So this is, this, is the, this is the time to find your usefulness um, in this culture. And in my opinion, you'll go from zero to Mach 50. <laughs> love it so and Mike? Uh, you know yeah i mean i'm I'm the older guy you know i'm the old guy here and, and uh you know back in the 60s and 70s uh there were all these back to earth movements and everything and and uh i think it's finally uh starting to come to fruition with uh you know with uh the political side of things with the spiritual side of things you know and the hemp is just a, a reinforcement of that. It's, it's proving that we need to get back to that base and we need to get back to that understanding of where our place is in the environment uh, on this and with each other. So, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a wonderful way to bring, bring us all together is through the hemp. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. This is your Hemptrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp with Hemp Aware Radio and the tiny home Tiny Hemp Home Crew up in Homer, Alaska. Thank you guys so much for being on today's show. I love and appreciate you. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. We love to see you, Tyler. Cheers. Cheers.